702. Series edition. Our series for the month of February is on obscure and strange fetishes. This conversation will be of an adult nature. Please do tune out if you are with children in the car. In today's episode, we're talking about hair fetishism as well as being aroused by having your hair shampooed. We're joined again by Dr. Sharon Gordon, who is columnist for the Saturday Star and owner of Lola Montez. Doctor, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. Great. Thank you. It's, it's great to be back. I'm actually so fascinated by this conversation and uh, I, I hope I've got the pronunciation correct, but trichophilia and trypsolania. Look, I don't know. I have to, I have <laughs> I to mouth that. it out like a grade one. So um, let's maybe not use the correct words for it. Let's just say hair shampooing and hair. How about that? Yes, yes. And, you know, I have to say, you know, I was thinking about how some of, you know, the conversations we're having, having last week, you were trying to really differentiate between the part that it is like a fetish um, and that is very sexual and the part where maybe it isn't necessarily falling in that in that space because I'm a person, I enjoy being touched. I love going to the hair salon, for example, and having them wash my hair and do that scalp massage. I could do that for days on end, but I know some people don't like that. So what would the difference be between the person who's listening and is like, but I also love hair and the one that has a fetish for hair? Is it maybe that the one who has a fetish is cutting strangers' hair on the train and like sticking it somewhere? <laughs> so, so, so let's let's start with hair. So, I think the thing about hair is is that it goes back to thousands and thousands of years. I mean, mm. if you believe in the Old Testament, then you would have heard about Samson and Delilah, yes. and all his strength was in his hair, and you know, it was it, there was something about his hair, and then if you about um, fairy tales, there's Rapunzel with her long mm. hair, and there's Lady Godiva who covered herself and went through the town on her horse with long hair. So I think hair comes with a whole bunch of different associations to it, and not necessarily sexual. So mm. I think that you know it it doesn't it it only becomes a fetish when it's sexual. Okay, so you going to the hairdresser and enjoying a scalp massage is very different to somebody getting a scalp massage and having an orgasm at the yes. same time. Which has which okay, happens so, to some people. Which does happen to some people. And you know, that's okay as long as you're not um as long as I'm not sitting next to you in in the <laughs> salon because I you know, call the paramedics because I think there's something wrong with you. Yes. But so, so, so I think that the, you've got to draw that differentiation. And then also with regards to hair, if you have a look at all the major religions, so Muslim and Jewish women cover their hair. Mm. Um, you know, they will they will either wear a, 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 you know a hair covering, or in Judaism they they might even wear a wig so that you don't see their actual hair because mm. that's for their husbands. And then if you have a look at Pentecostal Christians, they never cut their hair. So their hair will grow and grow and grow. So hair has got very big significance in terms of religion and, and where we come from. Mm. So the, the big thing is when it becomes a fetish. So when you, you know, you, when, when you, you are aroused being hair or having your, you know, it, it's more about 
not having so so we've got to differentiate between having your hair touched which is you know they're having your hair shampooed mm. and and your scalp massaged and all the rest of it versus somebody who just absolutely loves somebody else's long hair mm. so um i've got a funny story about long hair because i've tried to grow my hair since i was a little girl mm. and i've got the worst hair in joburg so it never grows okay <laughs> and and when I was a little girl, I used to wear a stocking over my head mm. and, and, and like add marbles in the bottom so that it felt like I had this long ponytail. Um, and, and since I was a little girl, I've been trying to grow my hair long. And now I've been taking collagen and it's actually got longer. And I've always wanted it to be sort of low, below my breasts. Mm. But now I'm getting old, so my breasts are sagging faster. <laughs> the hair needs to catch so up. It's a race to the end. It's a race to the end. But And I love the feeling of this long hair on the back of my neck and down my back. Mm. But it's not sexual in nature. Yes. yes. Okay, so, so I think you can get joy and pleasure from it. Um, but the minute it's sexual in nature, that becomes a fetish. Mm, mm. And I have to say, the the let me say mainstream media, not the content that specifically focuses on fetishes. I think they would always make out a character, you know, to be a creep that you know is is loving hair, like the example I used of the cutting of the hair. Um, and, and is trying to sort of caress women's hair, for example, without their consent. And I would love for us to just take out the creepiness from that, particularly for anyone right, listening so- who is like, I love this, you know, hair thing. And this is how I express this fetish that I have. All right. So I think, you know, we spoke a bit about it last week is everything's okay. As long as you've got consent. Yes. As long as it's consensual and as long as it's sane. Mm. So if you want me to wrap my hair around your penis and I consent to it, yes. then there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. If, if I have consented, if it's sane and if it's safe, then we, we're in the realm of communication and we're in the realm of playing. But if I'm sitting on a bus and some guy's rubbing his crutch against my hair because that turns him on, that's not okay. You're not allowed to do that. And, mm. and that is creepy. But if you're doing it in the privacy of your bedroom or in your car with your partner and you've been given permission mm. and you're both into it, then by all means, enjoy Enjoy the fetish. Enjoy the play. Enjoy mm. what you you want to do with um, hair or not. Mm. You know. So I think I think it all comes back to being safe, sane, consensual. Those mm. those are the three cardinal rules. And I think we will we will keep that reminder when we have the conversations to really take away that negative association. Um, because some people are a bit more vanilla and these conversations sound like this is so creepy, it's so gross, but there really is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's a WhatsApp message that says breasts getting longer, quicker than the hair. I just wet myself laughing because it's so true. <laughs> I was going to say you need to use your, your middle back as the guideline. Leave the breasts alone for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to because it's a race to the end at the moment. It's really not working for me. So there was the so, clip, yeah, so I think there was this clip going viral of 
this person getting their hair shampooed and they were having the time of their life. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I don't really trust clips all that much yes. because, you know, what are the chances that your your phone is just ready and on that person at exactly the set right time and the angle's perfect and, you know, her makeup's great and yes. all that sort of stuff. So, so I don't trust everything I see. But I am told that it is um, – I, I actually phoned my hairdresser up and said, like, listen, does this happen to you on your um, – when you're washing people's hair? She goes, yeah, it's actually quite interesting to, to watch. But she says, I've never had somebody orgasm, but I have seen somebody like, you know, when they've got an itch between their legs so that, you know, they, they sort of wiggle their legs a little bit. <laughs> so, um, so you know, so I think, I think it does happen. And I think if you have a look, it's a really sensual um, thing to watch or to do for somebody mm. is to wash their hair. So I don't know if you ever saw um, Out of Africa with Meryl Streep. Um, the, the, the Dennis Finch Hutton, it's played by Robert Redford, actually washes her hair in the bush. She lies oh, back yes, and, and yes. he washes her hair. And it was a very, very sexy and sensual um, scene in the movie. And I'm sure that a lot of us looked at that and went, oh, that would be nice because it's very, very intimate. Yes. I mean, think about where you, you know, your scalp and your neck are very intimate areas. Mm. And when are they touched? They're only ever touched when you love somebody or when you hate somebody. There's no in between. Yes. So very intense. So, you know, and then this... Yeah, it's very intense. And so, you know, I've got a friend who always says, if you have to teach somebody to pull your hair, you've lost the moment. So, you know, there's also, because it's not just about the texture of the hair. It's about whether you like to smell it. Do you like to touch it? Do you like to eat it? Mm. Do you like to put genitals in it? Do you like to pull it? Mm. Um, do you like hair up or short? I read about this one guy who absolutely gets aroused if a woman has got a shaved neck, you know. So when you've got a very short hairstyle and they shave the back, mm. that for him is the ultimate turn on. Mm. So I think it's and, – and again, we've got to come, well, where does it come from? Mm. How, you know, like – like, where does it come from? And mm. most of it comes, well, you know, nobody knows for sure because obviously none of the research has been done. But um, all the psychologists and psychiatrists seem to be um, in line with something happened during childhood. And that's probably where it comes from. So maybe you had a mommy who had beautiful hair. So mm. while she was breastfeeding you or while she was feeding you or bathing you, this hair would fall and touch you and you were very um it was it starts off very innocently mm. as just something that's really sensual and loving. Mm. And you know, at the end of the day we all just want to be loved. Mm. Mm. So if somebody does come to you and say, Listen, I'd really like to um touch your hair or smell it or whatever and, and it's your intimate partner. I mean if it's some somebody some random off the street then you know you can tell them to footsack. <laughs> but you know if it's if it's your partner be gentle yes. because it took a lot of courage to say it. No, no, you know, no. And if you, if, yeah, if your response is, sis man, what's wrong with you? Yes. He will never, ever trust you again. So here's a thought. You know, in this time that we've been talking about the hair fetishism, we have been assuming we're talking about the hair on the head. 
Oh yeah, no, you must you remember know. this. You know, <laughs> we 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 got here in all sorts of places. I mean, there are um, women who know. love men with a cushioned, furry chest, and I say furry because it is that much hair. I love men with beards. Mm. I love not not long, sort of you know, um, de la Ray beards. You know, like the short, well groomed beards. Love it. I love touching it. I love feeling it on my cheek and my neck and my tummy. Mm. You know. Mm. So yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a fetish though, because I don't need it in order to get aroused by it. But it's really lovely. And so yes, so you know, there's armpit hair. People love. You know, some people don't want to to um, shave under their arms because they love that soft armpit hair mm. or you know pubic hair. Um, we, we, you know, we've got into the habit of all these waxing and taking it off and having landing strips and Brazilians and stuff. And there are men out there who love the good old fashioned 80s bush, you know, so your partner may be one of those. And maybe that's you don't have to put yourself through all this pain of getting waxed every other week. And I mean, I don't think it's even restricted to that. I think um, some actually even. Men, for example, the assumption is always that they want their woman or their partners shaved. But sometimes they like seeing the hair to the point that, you know, kudos to China and them always being forward thinking about everything. They will make stockings that make you look like you have hairy legs. You can buy stockings to have hairy legs. Oh, my Goodness me. <laughs> I don't need to buy the stockings. I just have to come out of winter. And stop shaving. <laughs> and literally stop shaving. Yeah, you know, so so I think I think it's a conversation. You know, if you if you are in a relationship with your partner, well whatever, you know, whether one partner or two partners or whatever your relationship looks like, is it's a conversation. It's about what do you like? And and the other thing is, is that if your partner likes it and you don't, at the end of the day, it's your body. You don't have to do what your partner likes. But if it's something that's going to increase your intimacy and make your play far more fascinating and exciting, then maybe that's something you should explore. And it is my, my, my big heads up is just be gentle. You know, don't ever call somebody a freak or, a, you know, you're sick or you need your head red or you need, you know, um, because because it just damages it just damages your relationship because that person will retract back into mm. their shell when they thought they were safe with you and they could explore um, something different with you. And, you know, you just need to explore it gently and say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not so mad about um, underarm hair and I don't really want to mm. grow it because, you know, it smells funny or, you know, maybe you like the smell or whatever it is. But it's, And I think that that's the one thing about sexuality is, is that there is no normal. Mm. There is no one size fits all. You know, it's like somebody asked me the other day, well, how many times a week should we be having sex? And I said, I can't answer that because it's not my relationship. You know, if I say five times a week and you're only having sex once a month, then you think you're a freak of nature. Mm. If I say once a month and you're having it three times a day, then you'll think you're a freak of nature. Mm. You know, you've got to, you've got to tailor your, your, 
um, sexual and your sexuality to you and to your relationship and what's normal to you. And mm. that's a conversation. And I think, you know, there, there is that Afrikaans saying that every pot has its lid. And I think what one person might find odd or different or weird or strange, another person is your perfect match with that particular thing. And sometimes couples might be losing out because they're just not open with one another about what they really, really like. Yeah, and I think and I think the reason that they're not open is because they have had a bad experience when they explored for the first time. Mm. You know, imagine for the, if you are um, you're exploring something for the first time. Let's say you you want to smell somebody's hair. Okay, mm. it's fairly innocuous. It's mm. not sexual in any way. It can be, but it's not. And I say to you. Oh, please can I touch your hair and, and smell it? And now I'm, let's say I'm six. Okay. I go, Oh, mommy, please can I smell your hair and touch it? And you go, and you slap the child. You say, go away. Don't be silly. Don't be ridiculous. Are you mad? Mm. That mm. child will never ever ask you for anything again. Mm. Whereas if you go, Oh, my darling, why would you like to smell my hair? Mm. Is, you know, do, do you like the smell of the shampoo? Um, do you why, why would you like to feel it? Can mommy feel yours in return? Mm. And you don't make it a big deal. Mm. Mm. Then it's just easy. You know, it's, it's, it's like talking to your children. It doesn't have to be sexual at all because it's not. Mm. It only becomes sexual a little later on when, when uh, we, and we don't know why. We don't know when puberty hits, why certain things click over to fetishes. Mm. Mm. And I think, what what you really are reiterating is providing a space for anybody to really have their preferences, um, whether they are sexual or not, but for, for the space for their preferences to be there. Because you don't know. I mean, I once, once met, as you are mentioning, children, even though we're not speaking within a sexual con context. I once met with a friend and their son was there, but she gave me a heads up to say, listen, I'm giving you a heads up that my son is obsessed with toes. And she's like, I can see your nails are beautifully done. So the whole time we're sitting in the restaurant, he was under the table, just pressing one toe at a time, one toe. And I was not bothered at all because he was like three or four years old. But she's like, I guess it's a phase he's going through. He's obsessed. So I said, hey, man, he must do his thing as long as he's not hurting anybody. Um, I, well, I guess well, that, all that, that we get is where we're like, we start getting creeped yeah, out by I think, things. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that I do think that you just need you need a space for it. Um, and you need, you know, at, at what age does that become inappropriate? Mm. Um, and it's it's are you doing harm? You know, and I think that that's, that's the lesson in everything is do no harm. Mm. So, for instance, if that child was, tr was under the table and pushing my toes, it would have got a big snot clock <laughs> because I don't like my feet being touched. Okay. So, you, you know, you gave consent and yes. that was okay with you. Yes. It definitely wouldn't be okay with me. Yes. Yes. And, I, so, and I'm glad so, you, you know, I think that <laughs> the mom did and, say, and you know, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that that's and that again it comes down to consent, consent, mm. consent, consent. If you don't have consent, you can't do it. And you no is a full sentence. 
I don't have to explain to you that I don't like my feet being touched. Mm. I don't have to explain to you that it freaks me out mm. and that, you know, I can't even touch my own toes and I have to take tranquilizers to have a pedicure. I don't have to explain any of that to you. Yes. It's just no. Yes, yes. You know, no is a full sentence. And I think that that's something that women have a very difficult time with is we find it very hard to say no because we're always apologetic and whatever. But I'm here to tell you, no is no. It's a full sentence. You don't have to explain. There's a WhatsApp message here for you, and I'm guessing it might be homework, but it's saying, did you manage to do your research on BDSM and slavery? Talking about fetishes, I was once invited to a BDSM party where I saw all sorts of weird things. For example, where a person hmm, defecates on another person. Then there would be another person defecating on a table, on a glass table, and underneath that glass table, there would be a woman who would be pretending as if they were consuming. Enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. You would have another weird fetish whereby now a person urinates on you and they do all sorts of weird things. My eyes were wide shut. Now, maybe we'll pick this up in another session. I'm not sure if that particular um, fetish necessarily falls under under BDSM and slavery. I think maybe it's its own category, but we'll have to pick that conversation up next time. Adult conversations are over. It's 2.30.